from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Now make sure you say my name right. It's Latine. See, I talk about things other people are scared to talk about, what they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? This is Robert Latow for BlackSportsOnline.com, and you're listening to the Ugly Truth Podcast, where I don't tell you those pretty lies. I tell you the ugly truth about what's going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news. Well, we've had quite a week. Definitely been quite a week. I did a podcast immediately after Jay-Z announced that he was partnering up uh, with the NFL. I'll let you guys know what was the thought process uh, behind that. I figured that there was going to be some backlash. Uh, I wasn't aware of exactly how much backlash there was going to be until it actually started happening. (laughs) And so I think it's important sometimes that we get off of social media. uh, We get off certain things where we have a limited amount of characters Uh, that we could talk about things uh, where we are doing the written instead of the what I would call the face to face or the vocal uh, where you can truly kind of express yourself uh, about what's going on. It's been a week kind of take a step back from the situation and really come with some really informed opinions on it, some informed knowledge on it. I can tell you guys what I've learned over the last week. And then more importantly, I'm going to tell you about some of the manip- manipulations that have been happening uh, since this deal was announced. But we got to start, you know, back from the beginning. Now I'm going to rehash everything because, you know, you guys have been pretty much on it. You know what's going on. You have your opinions one way, you know, or the other. Uh, but I think it's important, though, before I get into dealing with how the media, the NFL, and others uh, have kind of manipulated this situation is that you understand that we really shouldn't be so negative towards people that are trying to help us. When I say us, I say black people. Um, That means that there's no taking a side in this. It's like, you don't have, if you you understand or, or Support what Jay-Z is doing. That doesn't mean you have to be anti-Colin Kaepernick. If you support what Colin Kaepernick has done over the last three years, doesn't mean that you have to be anti-Jay-Z. What everybody should be is leery of the NFL because their history shows uh, that they're shady. So in that regard, I think everybody should be a little bit a little bit hypersensitive to what the NFL motives really are in dealing with Jay-Z. I, I don't think that's unfair. Now, what I do think is unfair is when you do feel strongly on one side or another that you automatically have to downgrade, degrade, name call the other side. To me, that doesn't 
help anyone. It doesn't help. Your side doesn't help the other side. What the side that it helps is the white supremacists, the racists, the, the crooked cops, the crooked justice system. Because if we're fighting with each other, then that means we're not fighting the real battles that are out there. So when this all came about, I thought that was fair criticism, mainly on how the optics look in Jay-Z announcing the deal. You know, you, to the example I told someone is that, let's say you're in an area where, you know, the cops are terrible. They're crooked cops, false arrest, lying brutalizing people and everything and you want to make the community safer so you want to work with the good cops so to speak to try to fix your community to from the inside that's fine but you know you also don't want to be looking like you are bffs with them because you know what they've done so you are willing to try to enact change but before we become you know super friends uh let's see that change first i think that's one thing that the optics of jay-z look bad upon is the fact that okay we want to give you the benefit of the doubt that you can enact change but let's wait and see what changes are actually made before we're laughing it up with roger goodell Let's see exactly what's happening. Let's be serious. Let's not do the photo ops, you know, like it's an album release party. That's understandable. Also, as I've told people in the past, it's not so much what you say, it's how you say it. And I think one of the problems with Jay-Z's presentation is that if you're a Jay-Z supporter, then obviously you can kind of break down what he's trying to say and rationalize it and make sense of it. If you're, on, if you're not a Jay-Z supporter, you see certain catchwords and they gravitate you and they rub you the wrong way. You know, when he says that, you know, we're past kneeling or I don't have to, you know, he didn't necessarily, you know, where they asked him, why didn't he bring Colin Kaepernick in? He says he's not his boss, things like that. Now, if you go for whole context, and we'll talk about context, context a little bit later, then, you know, maybe you understand. But you have to be careful at how quotes come out. Say, you know, you look at the Baker Mayfield yesterday. Say, hey, yeah, I said it, but there was a whole other part of it that you never heard. So that's the thing when you're dealing with quotes and headlines and all that stuff we're going to get into in a minute. Now... When I was trying to talk about the situation, and it's one of the reasons why I don't like sometimes to talk about these situations in detail on Twitter, is because when you're trying to have rational discussions with people, people get mad, people get angry, they call you names, uh, they don't want to listen to anything. Like I always try to listen to other people. I might not agree with them, but I have no hate in my heart for them just because I disagree with their stance. I just want to make sure that what we're talking about is factual and if there are opinions that they're based on some sort of facts and that's where it kind of got off the rails and frankly it started to get off the rails from the jump because of Nessa 
and Eric Reed. Now, let me say, especially when it comes to Eric Reed, that, you know, hold on, my fiance is calling. Hold on, hold on for one second. <laughs> hey, babe, uh, what's going on? <laughs> I'm doing my podcast right now. <laughs> You doing what? I'm doing my podcast. You're, you're on the phone. They can hear you right now. <laughs> but, you know, you're my fiance, so I have, uh, to, I have to answer. You know, I got to make sure. Uh, go. <laughs> you, you're hanging up on me? Well, do you have a, a signed release that allows you to use my likeness <laughs> on the podcast? Uh, do you have any, um, you know, thoughts on Spider-Man and what's going on with the MCU? Alright, that's my cue. I'm out of here. <laughs> Bye, Love babe. You. Love you too. Bye. <laughs> She's great, isn't she? Uh, so going back to what I was saying, this is live, so we don't have to, you know, I don't stop. There's no takes, there's no script or anything like that. But fellas, you know, if your girl calls, it's just better to answer. And then that way you don't have to deal with anything down the down the road. Uh, but anyway, as I was saying, it starts with um, Nessa and Eric Reed, and like I was saying, I have the utmost respect for Eric Reed. Eric Reed was kneeling right with Kaepernick from the beginning. Has been in the trenches uh, with Kaepernick from the start. Uh, for a while, he was black ball as well, even though he was one of the, he was a young safety uh, that played a lot of different you know positions. He had to fight the NFL. He's not afraid to speak his mind. I have, like I said, I have the utmost you know respect for him, even though he's in the league. Uh, he still is saying, you know, how he feels about the situation. Utmost respect for him. And I, I, I want to make that very clear. Now, with that being said, I think sometimes your emotions get the better of you. And you say things when you're emotional that when you really think about them, they really don't make any sense. And they only hurt the situation. They don't help the situation. Um, I was totally understandable of, of why he would be upset uh, about what was going on with Jay-Z in the NFL, why he would be skeptical uh, of the, the partnership. Some of the words, though, uh, because words do have meaning, that he said were just, first off, inaccurate, and secondly, didn't make any sense. You know, when you imply, you know, someone is a sellout, you know, you got to have some some evidence, you know, behind that. Um, you, you call somebody despicable for wanting to provide minority ownership um, in a good old boys club that don't doesn't like that black people in it. White people love when you do stuff like that, and not the good white people. I'm talking about the MAGA white people, the Trump white people, the racist white people. They love for black people to say other black people to say, mm, "We don't. He shouldn't be doing this. He shouldn't be an owner." He's a sellout. They love that. They get behind stuff like that because you're basically doing their work, you know, for them. You'd be very critical of Jay-Z's decision. You can have valid questions, you know, about it. Call him a sellout is a huge stretch, not based on if you like his music, if you like him as a person, if you dislike or like his business dealings. It's just simply based off of the actual social justice part that he's done, especially over the last, I would say, five to six years. He's going all the way back to, to Michael Brown at Ferguson. He's paid for protesters uh, to get out of jail. 
who've been a, a falsely arrested for protesting against social injustice. Uh, he was a big help to Trayvon Martin's family doing that documentary. Uh, he, he did that documentary about the guy who was who wasn't denied bail and put in Rikers Island and committed suicide, uh, put in solitary confinement, the kid for a long time. You know, he did that. Uh, he, he's helped with Puerto Rico. Uh, obviously, the whole Meek Mill situation. He's he's helped out with uh, scholarships uh, for kids, you know, minority kids to, to, to go to college. Uh, per, the, maybe one of the most important things he provides to lawyers uh, for people that have had to deal with social injustice with the cops or with employers who maybe couldn't afford, you know, these high price, you know, attorneys. And that's just the public stuff that he's done. He's done, obviously, a lot of uh, private stuff, him and Beyonce as well. So you can't call somebody a sell somebody a sellout, you know, doesn't do things, you know, like that. Uh, you can disagree with his business dealings. Maybe you didn't like what happened with the Nets. You didn't happen, don't like what happened with, you know, uh, Rockefeller or Emil or all of the other stuff. Maybe you just don't like his songs. He cheated on Beyonce. Maybe that rubs you the wrong way. Whatever the case may be, those are all separate things from the big, wide-ranging sellout, coon, shucking and jiving, all of that stuff. That's for, for Eric Reed to say that and to put that out there in the wind uh, so white supremacists and MAGA can latch onto it is, is not helpful. There's no way around the fact that that just simply uh, was not helpful. Uh, people like Kenny Stills, people like Chris Long, um, and others have had much more balanced, you know, takes on it. And they both were, you know, criti critical uh, or at least aware of why people would criticize, you know, the deal. Uh, as far as Nessa, listen, we all want a woman uh, who's going to ride or die uh, for us, regardless of what the situation is. And that's a positive thing. Uh, the problem is, it would be one thing if Nessa and Colin Kaepernick were speaking, you know, kind of lock and key. Um, it's a little odd that she is so expressive of the feelings, but Colin Kaepernick doesn't specifically speak on the issues himself. So you have people wondering, is she speaking uh, for Colin Kaepernick? Is she the, the spokeswoman for Colin Kaepernick? I mean, we don't know uh, because Colin Kaepernick doesn't you know, speak. And once again, her language uh, came from more of a place of emotion than reality. Once again, easy uh, for the people that don't like us to latch on to that, making it to the drama field thing that it is, and only makes things more difficult you know, for us. So that was my main complaint. Not any disrespect to them personally. It's like it's not helping the situation. Uh, if you want to be helpful, you know, let's give some solid critiques. Uh, let's put Jay-Z's feet to the fire in the sense like, hey, you're going to need results. We're going to want to see results uh, because, you know, you're lying in bed, you know, with the devil. Um, I also spoke about how I understand that Colin Kaepernick uh, doesn't like to talk. And the reason he doesn't like to talk is before a lot of his quotes were misquoted or chopped up. And once again, we'll get right to that because uh, I still got a lot to say about that but there are certain instances when you're the leader and him as a quarterback should know this uh that you can't have all of these other people talking about you 
and you're able to talk and you're silent to it. You know, it's one thing if we're talking about a broader issue, uh, but when you have people saying cap this, cap that, and talking about Colin Kaepernick and it's quote unquote Jay-Z versus Colin Kaepernick and he is only co-signing, but he's not saying what he feels, it undercuts certain things that we would just want to know. Like, hey, you're their leader. <laughs> you know, you're the face. You're the one that people are defending. You're the people that the want people are fighting for. And that's great, but it would help if they could hear directly from you. This is how I feel. This is what I have a problem with. This is what really happened, you know, between us. This is how I feel about Jay-Z. This is how I feel about the NFL. And, you know, I don't think you can hide behind an NDA uh, when Eric Reed is, you know, talking freely. And I do think it's a tad bit hypocritical, even though it's different situations. The, the facts are that there are players in the NFL that totally support Colin Kaepernick, but they do work for the NFL. Um, there are organizations, there are companies, there are corporations, all that work for the NFL that have support for Colin Kaepernick. Nike works for the NFL, um, and obviously they're big supporters. So to say that no one or that Jay-Z shouldn't work for the NFL, when everybody else, the players and corporations that you deal with work for the NFL, it's a little bit hypocritical, you know, from an NFL locker room telling someone that they shouldn't deal with the NFL when your check has an NFL you know, logo on it. When you get paid for your services to act like someone shouldn't get paid for their services from the NFL is all a little bit hypocritical. And these are all conversations that we should be able to have without yelling and screaming and name calling. It should be possible. And it's discouraging and frustrating when we don't have those conversations um, and we can't have those conversations and we can't stay on the same page and we're fighting with each other. The reason why is because the media loves that. They love it. Now, when I say the media, I'm, I'm not I'm speaking more so the mainstream media, but it could also happen on lower levels as well. The media and this is very important for you to know. The media, I wouldn't say is racist. What they are, though, are you talked about capitalism. They're opportunists. And anybody that's been to journalism school, anyone that has done any education, you know, uh, about media, doesn't matter if it's news or sports, hell, it's weather. You know, you know what weather people like? They like when it's hurricanes and tornadoes and crazy storms and earthquakes. You know why? Because that's when people pay attention to the weatherman. That's when he gets the most shine. Natural disasters. Media, that's all it is, is that the, if it's a natural disaster, if it's drama, that's what they want. Sometimes they have to manufacture it. You know, age, you know Antonio Brown's going to play week one, but anytime he does something, it's, manu it, it, it's drama. People like drama. No matter what they tell you, they like drama. So right from the beginning, I told you, I said, watch these headlines. Watch the quotes, watch how the videos are sliced up with this, with this Jay-Z, NFL, Colin Kaepernick, all of this stuff. Just watch. Just watch. Even Eric Reed, who said all of that stuff, 
about Jay-Z. Did you ever see the first part of the video where he acknowledges some of the social media, excuse me, some of the social justice stuff that Jay-Z did? Nope. You never saw that, did you? No, nope, never did. Kenny Stills talked to those people for a good amount of time. Made a point of saying he didn't really want to talk about it because he knew that his quotes were going to be sliced up. Took the first part of his quote where he said, hey, you know, I want to see what how it happens. I want to give Jay-Z the benefit of the doubt. I hope some positive change comes from it. We're about solutions. That was about 30 seconds, right? The other 30 seconds was him saying, you know, it didn't sit right with me. You know, he, he hasn't kneeled. You know, he didn't reach out and such and such. You tell me which 30 seconds that they clipped, ESPN clipped. They clipped the back 30 seconds because that's the one for the drama. Because you're not going to go look for the other 30 seconds. They manufacture this. They want us to fight about it. Jay-Z versus anybody, black, is a good story, you know, for them. It's good attention, you know, for them. All the headlines. Kenny Steele rips Jay-Z. Eric Reed calls Jay-Z despicable. Colin Kaepernick, such and such. Jay-Z did. Open letter to Jay-Z. Jay-Z's a coon. Jay-Z's a sellout. Da-da-da-da. All of these headlines are to promote division, to promote you clicking, reading, watching, commenting, sharing socially. It's all done with a purpose. It's business. Now, most of the time, I don't care about stuff like this. You know why? Because I do it too. I'm not putting myself above it. But to me, there's a line. Yeah, I'm going to hype up. I'm going to create drama if it's Ben Simmons and, and Kendall Jenner dating. You know why? Because it's more or less harmless. They're single. They're dating. They're not dating. He's looking for a jump shot. Who cares? That's totally different than we're talking about people dying in the streets. We're talking about actual people dying in the streets. Our people, people that look like us, are dying in the streets. We're talking about kids in cages. We're talking about mass shooters going into Walmart shooting up Mexican people because of your president. There's a line where, okay, let's ease up on the sensational headline and try to be fair and balanced in what we're doing. But the mainstream white media, they don't care about that. They see it all the same because it's just us. Who cares? If this whole issue was women's rights, then those headlines wouldn't be like that. If Jay-Z was a, a, a woman's soccer player and for whatever reason was, was, was partnering with the NFL and other women were like, how can he partner with the NFL because the NFL on, on domestic violence issues or has been iffy at best. Do you think these headlines would be the same? Do you think they'd be cutting all this? Of course not. They wouldn't. It's only when it's racism that they do this. Because they don't care about us. They care about the fact that they know that the drama is going to raise up us fighting with each other. I try to tell you that's going to happen. Then I show you what's going to happen. I showed you how ESPN did the clip. I showed you how the headlines would be. I tell you before happens because I've been in those newsrooms. I've been in those production meetings. I talked to these people 
every day behind the scenes. They know what happened, but they work for the corporation. They can't do anything. They got, you know, they got family to feed, to quote Des Bright. So I tell you about this stuff every day. And then this is what happens. Marcellus Wiley, who I know casually and known casually for a few years, has invited me to parties that he's had. Uh, I've talked to him before. I believe I've interviewed him. You know, before, you know, worked at ESPN and now he's at FS1. And Marcellus Wally comes out with a, what would be described as a rant against Colin Kaepernick. It's not black enough. He doesn't, not enough leader. He doesn't really understand what we're going through. Uh, some really nasty stuff coming from one black man to another black man. And when it happened, people hit me up because there are times where I will talk about these things or point them out. And people hit me up. Well, what do you think about what Marcella said? What do you think about what Wiley said? Can you believe what he said about Cap? He said this and he said that. He went on a seven-minute rant and Whitlock has poisoned him and da 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 and all of this stuff. And I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything about it. You know why I didn't say anything about it? Because, and what, I can say it now because you know, this is just a podcast. When you say stuff on social media, it leads people to go look for whatever you're talking about. It gives them promotion. But I didn't say anything about it because I knew what the process was and all of that happening. Let me tell you what the process is. Give you some behind the scenes on what happens. When those hot take shows, you think all of that stuff is all off the top. It's not. It's not. A lot of it's pre-planned. So they went into a meeting, a production meeting, to decide what their segments were going to be today. A show like Speak for Yourself really only gets it to the public eye when they're talking about stories about race and social justice and things like that because they're normally on the opposite side. It's really the only time people need to talk about. So they go in there and they say, wow, we got this great drama that's going on with Jay-Z, Colin Kaepernick, NFL, and all of that stuff. So because the majority of the people in general, even if they have fair takes, are like the NFL is shady. We got hopefully Jay-Z get this, do something, but, you know, we can't be sure. So, of course, they go 100% Jay-Z. There's no middle ground. And 100% against Cap. And they sit there in these production meetings and they say, well, what can we do to go viral today? And now this is me speculating. It's not me in there. But I think what happened was if Whitlock says this, it's just Whitlock always. It's Whitlock doing Whitlock things. Right? People expect that from Whitlock. Marcellus, a little more, people a little more willing to, 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 to get a benefit of the doubt to. So they had to make a decision. Who's going to do the Colin Kaepernick rant today? Who's going to do the Colin Kaepernick rant today? Marcel says, I do it. I don't think he's black enough. I don't think he's this. I don't think he's that. He's not a leader. Blah, blah, blah. He hasn't done anything. Da, 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 da. And you know what? Those production people, the producers and stuff, a lot of whom who are white. So that's a great idea. That's a great idea. You go out there, we're gonna go viral. And we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna really cause some discussion on social media. And people are really gonna watch our YouTube channel and everything. 
Some more salads agrees to it. And he goes out and he does it. And then I saw the tweet. The tweet was from Speak for Yourself, and it said, Must see TV. Remember, we talk about people dying in the streets. Colin Kaepernick is not just fighting for anything, it's people dying in the streets. Jay-Z is, is doing documentaries on people dying. Black men, black women dying. It's death. Must see TV. Marcellus Wilde goes in on Colin Kaepernick. Jason Whitlock, how do you wanna, how would you rate Marcellus Wiley? Ran on Colin Kaepernick. It's a game to them. It's a game. Once again, you gotta have a line. That line doesn't matter if people are dying in the streets. Doesn't matter about police brutality, social injustice, the criminal justice system, which is all screwed up, kids in cages, immigrants. Mass shooters doesn't care. All that cares is that you are retweeting. Doesn't care. Don't don't care if you like it or you dislike it. Don't care if you hate it or not. All they care is that you're engaging. That's all they care about. Call Marcellus a, a coon or whatever you want to call him, shucking and jiving. Whatever. They don't care. As long as you're engaging, they were happy. They were happy. All of those blue check marks rolling with all these people rolling Martin, all, all anybody. All the other reporters, they don't, that's all they care about. Because if they didn't do it, nobody would watch the show. Nobody would watch the show. They're willing to sacrifice. That sometimes people are willing to sacrifice their moral ground on what they see in the mirror every day for the check and the attention. The check and the attention. They're willing to be a different person. Because they're living a good life. They're making... 2 million a year, 1.5 million a year, living out in the hills in California, living a dream. I don't care about what's going on in the hood, what's going on in real life, real situations. It's a game to them. And you have to understand that. And it's not going to change. It's not going to be different. That's how media works. That's why I see it coming before. I knew what was happening before it happened. They sit there. They plot. They script out. It's not off the top of the head. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go viral off of using Colin Kaepernick today. We're going to talk down Colin Kaepernick to go viral. That's our goal. That's our job. I don't care what people think about me because, honestly, 99% of those people I don't have to interact with. I don't have to talk to. I don't see them every day in my life. I'm, I'm doing totally different things. They don't care. Like I said, our infighting is a white supremacist's best offense and defense. Because we're fighting each other. We're not fighting for the real problems that are going on. And you can't Put that all in a 280-character tweet. That's why, frankly, these days, I don't like to have discussions on Twitter. And this has come from someone that always used to discuss everything on, on social media. So you don't see me on doing the Instagrams and all of that stuff as much anymore. Because it's frustrating. It's sad. 
that we, honestly, we're not our, you know how people say, oh, you your worst enemy? No, we're not our worst enemy. The, the, the racist people, the president's our worst enemy. But we're not helping. We're not helping each other. We're, if, as a race, if you know a person who looks like you is trying to help, they're not perfect. They're going to make missteps. But if you know that that person is trying to help, why would you want to bring that person down? Even if you don't agree with everything that Colin Kaepernick does. Like I said, I don't agree that he doesn't talk as much as I think he should publicly. Why would something like that automatically say, well, hell, you know, F Colin Kaepernick. I told somebody they didn't have a good comeback for this. I said, all these little things you're saying about Jay-Z, these little things about Jay-Z that you don't like, which are valid. Imagine if you said, well, everything that Colin Kaepernick has done, because this is what white people do, is invalid because Colin Kaepernick wore some pig socks at training camp one. That he wore a shirt with Fidel Castro and Malcolm X. So because of those two things that you didn't like, every single thing... That he's done. All the positive things that he's done are invalid. That's what happens sometimes within our community. We don't like one thing, everything is all of a sudden invalid. We gotta do better. The media has to do better. But they won't. So it's up to you, the people that are watching this, the people that follow me, just people in general, tell your friends, tell your family. To not fall into the trap. I'm not begging you. Because look. You grown. I'm not going to beg grown people to do right things. All I'm going to say is. I just keep pointing it out to you. And maybe it eventually it'll get through. You know to you. So I just had to get all of that off of my chest. Went a little longer than I thought it was going to go. I wanted to talk about Spider-Man. And Sony and the MCU. But kind of seems trivial considering all the stuff that's going on. But I do hope that Sony get their head out of their asses and bring Spider-Man back to where he belongs. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, YouTube, TV. Like I said, when stuff comes out, you know I got you covered. You know I got I'm going to explain to you what's happening. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm never going to change. You know, like, let me rephrase that. You always change and get better, but I'm never going to, I'm never going to sell out my soul just for attention and a check. And what I mean by that is that that doesn't mean you can't grow. Like if they, if I got offered a job, I don't need it, but they're not to pay me a lot of money. But let's just say I got offered an opportunity. Let's say an opportunity. Say, hey, you, Rob, you feel a certain way about this. Come on outside the lines and talk about it. Come on first take. Come on speak for yourself. I, I would do it. Absolutely. But you're not going to see me all of a sudden change what I just said for 35 minutes because they gave me five minutes on speak for yourself. I'll be the first one calling both of them out. And then, you know, hey, maybe that kick me off the set, but I would never compromise myself for an opportunity. So that would be my first question. Can I speak freely? Can I say what I really feel? Because if it's, you know, you better do this, you better do that. I'm cool right in my office, which I paid for myself. Well, not having to change for anybody, not having to compromise 
my beliefs for anyone. I never do that. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Guys try to be good people to each other and good people to people that want to help other people. Last thing, Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah, man. It was fire. 